0: So I before your troubles be behind yes it's fine pick kick away me and my imagination in my imagination well sometimestime welcome to episode
1: mind. 78 of each sleep run repeat the running podcast for the average runner Got myself Woolly, and Nathan in the chat Hello and uh, we have got Tim Vincent joining us soon. So um, yes. when he uh, logs in, we'll just sub him in. But me and Nathan both run the Sunny Coast Half Marathon yesterday. Another great event.
2: Yep. How'd you pull up? Not too bad, mate. Um, uh, the only thing that really hurts is me um, calves a bit. I think because yeah, running a bit faster, but um, yeah. than than usual. I went.
1: I went running this morning. Did an hour. Did oh, felt pretty, pretty good. pretty good. I was just like a little bit sore in my like. What do you call like the right top end of your hamstrings where it joins your sort of glute? Would that be glute mead? Yeah. Yeah. Like around there, I'm a bit, bit tender, but not, not nothing major. Thank God for super shoes, eh?
2: Mate, I was running yesterday and um, my quad started up like the top started hurting a bit and I thought oh no I was worried I was going to start cramping again you know like I think there was about 15-16k I thought oh maybe I'll start cramping again because that that cramping at the race the rue really scared me and I was like oh I don't want to hit have that again not like not under that short amount of k's yeah. you know I was getting I was thinking oh but yeah it was, it was fine it was some um, it was a good event huh? Hey? oh it's massive
1: hugely um Popular nightmare yep. to park as we predicted and had to park a fair way away, but got there in the end. Had a good chat to um Liam Adams at the start line, It's pretty cool, or yep. well, before the start. Sorry, um, yeah. he ended
2: up winning. Yeah,
1: yeah, he had his high vis um singlet on his sprayed out black shoes. High vis, what were
2: they? Do you know what they were? Vapors,
1: I think they were definitely Nike. You'd probably be spewing i've said that but they were i couldn't work out if they were alphas or vapors um when i saw them at the finish line what did you run in uh alphas they were um
2: you can hear people come in behind you can't you with them um, especially big people oh, i was like someone came past me like size 13 or 14 zone it was like hey, there
1: was a there was a girl in our group that was running and um one of the guys said oh my god you've you've got the loudest shoes here. And she said, oh, I didn't think it was me, but I, I could really hear her feet. Beth and, had them um, on as
2: well, didn't she? You were running with Beth. Yeah, McKenzie. She
1: it wasn't Beth. She, I think she had alpha flies on. Um, but oh, it wasn't she? her. It was another girl. Because there was a couple of, um, yeah, there was a couple of really quick girls that we were running with. Um, Man, I, I was so lucky. I, I ended up running with Beth McKenzie and her husband, Luke McKenzie. Luke, yeah. The whole way. And um, there was, basically a group of, um, me, Paul Gourlay, those two. Yeah. saw you another, another girl, there was a guy from the Burt squad for a while, but he actually dropped us. Uh, we ended up just catching Ella McCarthy, um, towards the end, but they sort of pulled away from me as I was kind of fading near the end. But, um, man, I was so lucky to have that group to run with because it was a little bit yeah. windy in parts and, it's just really good and they just knew what like they were some of them were running the marathon so they just really knew what they were doing Pace wise
2: luke and beth were weren't they and actually um luke wrote that that was the first standalone marathon he'd finished i don't know if it's the first one he'd ever attempted but it's first standalone marathon he because he's always done ironmans yeah you know i don't know if you knew at the time who you were running with but he's the you know he's ex-ironman world champion he's uh, yeah yeah. Uh, Ironman royalty. Yeah. What a, what a legend. It was, um, yeah, it was a bit of an honor to run with them
1: and mm. just, yeah, just that, they, you can just tell they know what they're doing. That's what, that's what was good. Cause I could just kind of switch off and I knew that they were running about the right pace. And so once I sort of got past maybe 10 K, it got to the point where I wasn't trying to hit splits. So I was just trying to hang on and I just yeah. hung on to that group for, for, All the way and then... What, they get
2: 237, 239, something like that? So that was that 120 pace, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul run uh, 237. Yeah, nice. I don't don't think Beth was too far behind him. And uh, Luke was a bit faster, I think. Yeah, he was. I think he got
2: 37 and then Beth 39. Um, But um, just a question we were talking about, how long has Paul Gourlay been running for?
1: um i'm just gonna take a stab like maybe six seven years okay. not that long you know yeah.
2: and really it's interesting because just... it, there's a lot of people doing really well that uh, are only taking it up fairly recently yeah but um you know imagine if they'd taken it up when they were younger where they'd be now uh would you You know, you wonder if you burn yourself out like there's only so many there's only so many heartbeats your heart can take, sort of thing they say, don't they? And there's yeah. only so many Ks your body can do before it sort of, it is a detriment, you know? You just think, oh, I just uh, haven't hit it till later on and maybe that's... Yeah, it makes you wonder if it's better to to
1: not not ruin yourself when you're in your prime for, for the longevity side of it. You
2: can always keep going. But yeah, man, like, the good thing is we've been healthy when we were younger, doing it, you yeah, know? i yeah. say they're not healthy. But, um, yeah, mate,
1: running around with that group, I reckon there must have been a hundred people cheer Paul Gorley on. Gotta be. I shouted at you and Popular. Paul, didn't I? I don't
2: know if he knew. Yeah. When I saw him in the morning, actually, I was walking to drop my bag off. I went, God, oh, Paul, I said, It's Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was it was so
1: like, dark. You couldn't see who the was who that. Was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, when I seen um, Liam Adams, he had a hoodie on, pulled right down like right down near his eyes. He had long, so he had a black hoodie on, um, uh, long black tracksuit pants. And I only recognize him from that arm swing. You know, he's uh, one of his arms kind of flaps out a bit. It's like, man, that looks like Liam there. And, uh, yeah, grabbed him. And then I did did get some interviews. I did a bit of a jog with him. No, I didn't have my phone or anything on me. I was going to hang around for a bit afterwards, but, um, Tammy, my wife, got kind of pulled off the course by the medics at about 6K. She's all good. She's, she wasn't very well last week, so she probably just shouldn't have run. But, um, yeah. yeah, so then she was feeling really ill, so we had to leave. Yeah, geez, it was packed, man. It took us ages to get out of that, like, finish area.
2: Just to Oh, get yeah, it wasn't as little... bad as Gold Coast, but it was still pretty heavy, wasn't Ingested,
1: it? Yesterday around the top Just when I sat and on that. the beach.
2: Just. To chill out, it was fun walking down the steps to the beach. Well, for Matilda, it was anyway. But, um yeah, there's. It's funny what people say. Matilda was sat. I, I sat Mathilde down, and I went and got the bag and swapped the t-shirt over. And uh, she was listening to a couple next to his. Older guy had been running, and his wife said to uh, said to him, "She said, oh." You were running when you run, you're a bit hunched over, you know. He just done a half hour. <laughs> she said he did she didn't look like she she could run a hundred meters to save her life. And <laughs> she said, Oh, you yeah, look a bit hunched shit. over when you run, <laughs> you piss off right now. <laughs>
1: Funny I've seen it. I was um I live in uh, Marumba Downs, which is like in Brisbane. So, you know, an hour away from where we raced yesterday, but at the local shopping centre today, I saw like a guy wearing the the t shirt from yesterday. All oh, right. And he had yeah. to have been close to 70. Yeah. I thought, good on you, mate. Like, and he was walking. He actually did. He was walking pretty slow, but I thought, good on you, mate. You had a crack.
2: Well, actually, when we passed, walked past the tents as you're leaving. We, were, we had to go ahead a bit north just to get the car. And um, there was a group of, I don't know, like over 70s. They were all at their numbers. And I think they were doing maybe the, 2K or 5K or whatever it was. Um, and they all had their numbers on and they were like, come on, with you, come on, let's go. We've got to go now. And they were all like putting their bags down, all had the same t-shirt on and they all had the same they all had the same color number. Um, but it was um it was quite good to see, you know, whether it was sort of like a care facility place where a load of them were, you know, aged living, all got yeah. together. But I think the average age would have been, you know, like mid-70 um definitely yeah one. but i see the elites had uh, they were allowed in the alex surf club weren't they because we went to go and use the loo and they said the elites only so um so and all yeah. the pacers were there as well had, yep. were allowed in there yeah
1: bloody vips
2: yeah.
1: um yeah. mate how what what was your finishing time
2: in the end oh mate yeah so um i ended up with 1 32 28 is official time so I was really happy that's with that. That's like a massive – well,
1: you haven't really run one properly since you were a nah. lot younger, but that's a huge PB anyway, isn't
2: it? Yeah, that 20 minutes. The first one I ever did was – like last one I ever – first and last one I ever did was 2000 – and I probably told the story I don't know how many times – uh, 2012, and I had pneumonia with unknowing, and then found out the next day that, you know, why I was so sick it was uh, pneumonia. But you know what it's like? You paid the money, and, yeah, I think, oh, I'll just run it anyway. Yeah, I'll and, be right. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so I was happy with that. I went off, so, you know, I was like 4.30, see on that, because you always go off a bit fast. So I was trying to slow myself down, but it was good to went up a bit faster over that hill and back over the hill at keeping 4.30. And then it went between 4.20 and 4.30. And after I had a bottle of water that I'd given to Matilda about that 16K mark, I know I had 5K to go. I just hit the hammer. If you look at my Strava, it just, it's like... 4.10 4.10 a K, 4.5 a K for that last, I was yeah, just overtaking good. people and yeah. people were going, oh, good run, mate, good run. And, uh, you know, I was oh, like, people And I think my last K before the 0.19 that I got it at was 3.55 for my last proper K. Yes.
1: Good
2: the 25th, 21st K was uh, 3.55. Um, and I was shouting at myself. I was like,
0: come on.
2: I was like, no. I was like really, you know, people were like, you know, people on the side of the crowd were were cheering and a few people with signs. I went, Who's gonna carry the bolts?" <laughs> so I was just <laughs> trying to get run myself on and I was thinking, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get sub 132 here. Uh, but then there's that extra my, yeah, my, my watch. Eh? But if I look on Strava, it probably give me my proper half marathon time at yeah. one, one something. But anyway, I'm happy. I'm really yeah. happy. I said anything under 135 I'd be chuffed with. So um yeah, like I probably maybe could have gone a bit faster earlier, you know. But you just don't know. I didn't know where I was gonna feel, and then I was like, you know, that cramping sort of give me a bit of a a jolt, you know, the other week, so it sort of knocked really your confidence a bit. But it's always better to finish strong
1: if you can. Hey,
2: like rather than was- die in the last five k, bit finish stronger in the last five k, and then you can sort of think, right, I'll pace it. Um, maybe a bit different. Maybe I'll go start go for, aim for 420s next time and just see where that brings me at. But it's quite, I'm it's quite a fun distance, isn't it, really? Because you can go a little bit faster and you go, it's psychologically You're going, it's only 21k, it's not a whole marathon. And not often do you get to run that 42 kilometers distance, it's, even in training, can, do you? You can lock in at a pace
1: and just try and time trial it pretty much, can't you?
2: But and I only took. One, I had my little. I bought actually one of those little, 150 mil water bottles, up the shop here for 79 cents. I went, oh, that'd be all right I took a bit of water out, squeezed it, and it fitted in my belt really nice, like curved. And then I picked up virtually the same thing, it was about 200 on mil. That, yeah. From on the course, I see a guy was handing them out, so I grabbed one, and I only sipped a little bit from it, and then actually managed to find Matilda and give it to her. So, um and then that's when I put the hammer down. So then that really helped drink wise how about yourself what did you do nutrition wise
1: um well i did my two gels seven and fourteen actually i seven and thirteen i took um my last yep. gel because i was feeling pretty i was feeling pretty buggered and i thought i might need this a little bit earlier caffeinated one to finish with so just one yep. normal morton gel at seven yep. and then one caffeinated one at probably 13 and a half k i just wanted to get it out of the way and swallow it and um that's actually gave me a little bit of a stitch um mm-hmm. talking to Andy Day afterwards and he was saying yeah you've got to like put it in your mouth and just let it dissolve in Whereas your side I, of your gums because yeah, that's how the
2: sugar absorbs really well I'm, I'm just gum- trying
1: to gulp it to get it over and done with and I reckon I squished mm-hmm. it in just too fast and
2: they're quite a big gel as well isn't they it's quite a lot in them
1: yeah I just think it gave me a bit of a stitch and mm. um that combined with the amount of pain that you're in, anyway, I did have a couple of crap K's after, like a couple of K's that were a bit slower after that, but um, I managed to kind of get it back together and finish strong, and uh, sort of hit my B goal. I guess my A goal was like one seventeen something, and my B goal was one eighteen something. So I was one eighteen twenty, I think. And um, yeah, if
2: you'd had that a bit shorter distance, if it, because you yours read long as well, didn't it?
1: Yeah. I think on Strava my uh, like actual half marathon split it was one eighteen ten. Oh. So Effing. if you think those couple of Ks I think it was 16 and 17K I dropped off a bit.
2: It's a hard course cuz it's not dead flat. You got that you got the two hills and then you got the turnaround at both ends as well. And I'll tell you it's hard going around in with super shoes especially the it I was like I went wide and come across it and I was like oh. You really like felt that the last
1: turn, eh? The last turn, yeah. I was like, Oh, I'd really pushed to get back on the group again. You lose like, some seconds there, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, it was apart from that, went really well. Finished drink um, wise, strong. Sorry, drink wise, what did you drink? Uh, tried to get a drink at nearly every stop, really. Oh, did, like, you. just out of the cups. Um yeah, you can hardly. Me and Tammy were talking about this today, and I was saying, You can hardly get anything down, so you've almost got to grab a cup at every stop, I reckon.
2: Be interested to see how much, if you could measure it somehow, how much you did actually take in. It's like a sip
1: out of each cup, yeah. I reckon, like a decent sip.
2: And they overfill mm. them anyway, don't they? They only need uh, to half those cups. Yeah.
1: I did actually take a bottle at one point. Yeah. And I had a few what? swigs of that after the gel. Yeah. And, um, but I didn't, you know, I definitely didn't want to be carrying it. So I sort of turfed it pretty much straight away. But yeah, no, really good. B goal and yeah so it's like I really wanted to go a bit quicker but I'm pretty happy with that but I'll read mm-hmm. the results out yeah, uh, man. Liam Adams was first in 10255 then second was Andy Buchanan in 10312 and then Ryan Gregson was third in 10408 and in the women's it was a really good race I've watched this rewatched the uh, live stream Put the link to that in the show notes mm. for anyone who's interested in watching. That was a really good race with the girls. Uh, it was won by Genevieve Gregson in 110-18. and second place was Ellie Pashley in 21. twenty one. Third place was Sinead Noonan in 30. and uh, the Ellie Pashley led the whole way and they were sort of jockeying for position. Big and, sprint finish, wasn't it? Yeah, wow! Well, like from probably nice. six hundred out. She made a move and, but yeah, Ellie and um, Jen had like a full on battle from, Oh, about 5k to go. They were <clears throat> just racing. It was really exciting to watch. So that was the half results yeah. and the full results. So it was won by Jason hunt in two hours, 28 57. Uh, second was Matt Cooper, two thirty-six ten, 10. And third was Dermot Hegarty. In yep. two thirty-seven even. And then in the women's, it was uh Beth McKenzie. She's the one I run with uh in that pack with. She did two thirty nine fifty two. Then Cassie Fien was two hours forty fifty-four. And Jane Hoskin in third was two hours fifty seven oh seven.
2: We'll have to I think you messaged Beth, didn't you? If you're listening, Beth or or Luke, we'd love to have you on the um the podcast, so yeah, we'll, we'll reach out again, yeah. mm. or maybe I'll give a shout out to the wheelchair athletes as well, because there was only one person in the marathon wheelchair, and I actually ran with her a fair bit of the way, like we saw of cat and mouse. Yeah, Sharni Digby. Now that's fair play. That's a big hill to come up and over. Oh, yeah, straight up. And two. I felt sorry for it as well, because when you come back down and you're going in back to Alex. There's a lot of people running with headphones in, and they could not hear the cyclist yeah, shouting. The at I was shouting at people, yeah. and I felt sorry because it looked like she nearly was going to collect a few people, you know, and the cyclist. But you can't, I mean, if you can't hear people, you have to understand if you're doing a mass event like that, mass participation event, that there are people with wheelchairs um, going to be flying by you. So, um, yes. yeah, it was a little bit um, precarious. Yeah. yeah. And the half. Um Natasha Price. So the women taking out the 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 win in both of those. Uh, Natasha Price uh was first place. So first female first overall. Adam Shepherd was um second, and um Amy Tobin was third. But I have to say, like Shani doing the full marathon, she did it in three hours twenty seven. Like so, you imagine it's just all your arms, just just your arms, and shoulders, just doing that, and you—it's not a comfortable position to be in either. Um, you know, race wheelchair. So, um, yeah, that's uh, full respect, especially right play. Here. Hey, and then you got the little, and the cyclist was saying to Shani like, we've come up to like a, there was a um uh like a chip reader, and he let her know one was coming up. And she thanked him oh, because yeah, obviously she's gonna, bump, yeah, she's like gonna speed hit Speed bumps. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna that's gonna hurt a bit, I reckon. Yeah. So and I was with her and then she said, It's all right, you've got I'll give you plenty of room. I said, You just go, I'll just run around around yeah. you, you just go your line and I'll stay out your way. Yeah, but um, yeah, And great. not
1: only that, it was, it was getting really warm, like three and a half hours oh. on that road, man, it'd be really yeah. hot. Real
2: mm. time that time that your dad did the ten, didn't he? The time the ten K started, that was um, that warmed up. Quite Actually,
1: consider. I'll read the uh, the ten k results out yep. here because I've got them up. Uh, the men's ten k was won by Jackson Peterson Wright in thirty one eleven second eleven. Second place was Nicholas Free in thirty one thirty one. He won the Jetty to Jetty the other week. Oh, yeah. Third place was Rowan Hickey in thirty one forty six. And in the women's, it was won by Olga Fasova. In 3249. She was actually paced by um Clive Gross, former guest of the show. Yep. Imagine being out of pace, someone under thirty-two forty-nine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> second place was Ellie Hoyt- Hoytink in 3557. And third place was uh Sobian Sefton in 3657. I'm sure that's an Irish name that I've pronounced that wrong.
2: Oh Siobhan siobhan
1: is it oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah quick times there and it, even the 10k i think went up the hill maybe not the full way up it but they still had the hill so it's
2: <laughs> being and eddie are going to give you grief for that aren't they now oh yeah yeah you know, the irish lads are going to give you grief for that siobhan
1: <laughs> i know quite a few irish people and they all oh, and if they have girls they name them like irish names and yeah they're like like they're difficult. Ether is spelt like a o i e f or something, a or something like that, like O-A-F-E. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pronounced
2: ether. Ether, yeah, like um. But the first time I ever saw Siobhan written, I'd I couldn't pronounce it either. And then someone said, "No, you pronounce it like this." I was like, "Oh, thank God, that's that be a that's such a hard one." There's a couple of others like that. I think there's some Scottish names like that yeah. as well that really. It's really like good.
1: um, Joel Murray said, you just got to say it with confidence, and get yeah. to the next name, and no one, no one pays any attention. Hey, do
2: you know what was the hardest when I used to when we used to do athletics, and I used to do a bit of the officiating, and so I'd be like doing the scoreboard, like high jump or the long jump for like, um, it was this was men's, um, uh, and, and it was just men's or we, yeah, just the men's we did the league when it we used to do, and um, like I would be there, with would be dad. And I was only a teenager but um like you'd be somewhere in London and you'd have just have a whole mix of people from you know that were living all in yeah. England all over the all over from all over the world and um yeah you'd they they'd have to come and give you their name um so you'd write them down and then you have to read them out in order but I always only ever read the their first name because there was no way I was getting through their surname and then I'd be like David from uh, uh, yeah blackheath Harriers. <laughs> then it'll be <laughs> second with me, tom from sorry, so i oh, was no i was reading out those surnames but uh yeah that's it say it with confidence just it's good sweet. event hey it was all right i enjoyed oh, that oh, it was so.
1: unreal man just i've already entered the uh bridge to brisbane so at least i've got something okay. else in the pipeline yeah um but what else have you got planned you got any events right.
2: well you know what is this sunday it's uh lake manchester Oh, you're going to
1: go for
2: 23K, it. 23K, so um, I might do it. I might, um, yeah, I've reached out to, um, to them to see if there's some spots left. I believe there are some spots left. Late Manchester, about 23 kilometers. It's quite hilly, but uh, it's a good run. I just don't know how hot it's going to be. Remember last year, we had a couple of early oh, starts, yeah. didn't we? That was, Set off early. was hot. Yeah, I think that we did actually this year, they're just doing it at 6 o'clock because last year it was 6 and 7. And then, so this year, they're just doing a 6 a.m. Start. Why did they do that to like
1: spread everyone out on the trails?
2: Well, they had it at seven. They said, "Well, if you want, look, because it's going to be warm, we set it, we set off earlier." Um, and actually, I think it was a couple of weeks later anyway last year. But okay, there's 125 people entered so far. Um, in I think they do a couple other different events as well. It's the as that sort of that half marathon. But then I was thinking of the the next one might be the grunt marathon, the beach run. On the 8th of Sunday, the 8th of October. But that evening, I've got to fly to or that afternoon, I've got to fly to Sydney. So that might scramble that race, which is a shame. But I'll see what happens. See what, see when I'm going. I think I'll, um, I'll do Bridge to Brisbane.
1: Like I was umming and ahhing about doing the Sydney marathon.
2: No, oh, yeah, there's, some, there's some tickets going. There's quite a few yeah. tickets coming for it online. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I might I've, by the end of this week. I'll make the decision on that.
2: But you have to go, like, probably do maybe one or two nights, so you accommodation, haven't you?
1: Yeah, and the flights. And man, we've our dog is like 15 and a half years old. Not got long left, and so it's yeah. got to the point where you don't want to leave him. Could you and, go on your
2: own or see if there's some other people going down, you could like,
1: Yeah, I could do, but I'd probably just go just me and Tammy go and see if my parents or Tammy's parents would watch the kids, and yeah but yeah, it's difficult with the the old dog. When is it?
2: When is the Sydney Earth? Uh, um five weeks away, I think. you' got Melbourne coming up as well, have we?
1: Yeah, that's that's a bit further away, seventeenth of September. So you've got one, two, three, four, five weeks. Yeah, five I've weeks. How much are the tickets
2: going for? They're going quite cheap, aren't they? On the... yeah, I think
1: that you can still just enter online, can't you? Or is it all sold out?
2: Uh, I don't know. What's the want to buy? There you go. I'll go. There's actually a really good website, uh, Facebook page, wanted to buy, sell race entries Australia, and um, let's have a look. Sydney. Someone's after. Oh yeah, after half, but someone was selling one. Here we go. $185 online. Um you can they want it a hundred plus the twenty dollar transfer. So that's not bad. $120. That's bucks. Not too bad, eh? Yeah, you probably is it a t shirt or not? Oh, I'm not sure. It'd just be
1: good to do that that race would be pretty iconic running around all of the Yeah.
2: You know, the tourist you just spots see how, and... how flat it is. Um when is it set? I want Melbourne doing that though? I wouldn't that'd be like good. Maybe we could have a look, mate. Fucking yeah. see what the flights are. I mean maybe get like a because they've changed get,
1: the course, haven't they? They've made it faster because there was too many of, turns. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that should can, be quite a good course to do.
2: And when's Melbourne? Someone's selling this one, Sydney, for sixty two dollars. That's probably a scam. It's a seven oh, here we go, seven twenty start time. But it depends how the weather would be a bit cooler.
1: Mate, there. Melbourne Marathon is the fifteenth of October.
2: No, oh, okay. So Sixty-one that's... days away. Sydney, you run over the uh the bridge, don't you? Yeah, I've watched the YouTube videos of it. But
1: um I was talking to um Nathan Williams and he said that's the old course. So I think you still go over the bridges, but there's some of yep. the parks that you go through, they've changed that so you don't zigzag so much.
2: Yeah, so I might look up some flights and just see um, what There'll be at? a few
1: hills in that, though. Yeah, you've got to get up on them bridges and you do get to get off them, but.
2: Yeah, it's like very Brisbane. rare
1: that you flat run onto a bridge.
2: That you won't get the, your best time there. Gold Coast, you definitely will. That's why I think it's getting so popular. But um, the thing about that is it's an iconic kind of, you know, like. Sydney i don't run. think
1: i'd be too worried about the time it would just be great. running just a great experience to go down there gets like, you got even like, now maybe i don't in, think i'll be able it, to do it get a bit of um you know youtube get a bit of youtube Sorry. stuff man i'd love one of them um uh, 360 into the 360s with the invisible selfie stick have you seen them the runners yeah. that use them God, yeah i'm the best footage I'm,
2: I actually like the Go the good the, the the GoPro is really good quality, but the thing is it's a bit bulky in it. But it fits in my running belt all right, but then I haven't really got anything stuck to it like a stick, you know, to to run with. Yeah. Um, but it's a shame that someone doesn't come up with because that one there is that one's got good that uh we had um Nick Bester on and he uses one because he could pin it to his that's, hat, a, that's an sick, insta 360 yeah but it's they not,
1: that, they don't do the invisible selfie stick yeah. those ones
2: and they don't last particularly long and they don't have a like they only have an uh, internal memory and once that's full you're yeah. like you're a bit right
1: yeah but i did a lot of research on them and all you've got to do is once you clip it back into the mount it starts charging it starts again.
2: charging yeah. So if okay. you
1: can charge the mount up as soon as you reconnect it it, it'll start charging that's how they use them for the marathons because you only get like 15 minutes of recording time but like probably they take it off and do a bit of like selfie work or whatever and then they just clip it back on so it's instantly charging again so it's pretty good pretty
2: you just have to be mindful of what you're recording i suppose
1: yeah but the the good thing about them is you can hold them upright or sideways and then you can actually change to landscape or Instagram. What's it um, called? Not landscape. What's the other one called? Like portrait. upright, upright portrait. way that, that Instagram would use. Like you can portrait. actually do that after. All oh, right. Which
2: is okay. pretty cool.
1: So you can just film and then edit it later.
2: Yeah. And if you look um, at JB Hi-Fi, they do the, um, there's a couple of there's a one that someone else uses. It's like on a little gimbal stick, um, and yeah, I don't know what you would uh, what it's called. I've forgotten what the bloody things called. It's like on a little gimbal, and it does the same again. It's on a little. It comes on a little selfie stick kind of thing. That's really I've seen them. They look they look pretty pretty good pretty good quality. There's a few of them use that.
1: At this point, whilst me and Nathan are waffling on, uh, Tim actually logged into Zoom, so we'll roll into the interview now. Cheers, and just like that, jumping in the chat, Mr. Tim Vincent. Thanks for joining us, mate.
3: Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming, but yeah, glad we got round to it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Squeeze it in, mate. You're uh, you've just got back from the World University Games. We'll get into that a bit later. And you're battling a bit of COVID. Like you just yeah. said before, tested negative, so you're all good now.
3: Yeah, all good. I've been a bit going on though, and uh probably had a little bit too much fun afterwards with the boys and um the rest of the team, which was always good fun, but yeah, came down with the uh the old spicy cough. Is that where you reckon you got it out clubbing or something? Yeah, absolutely. Like just you know, just China uh has a lot of people all in uh not so much, or a very dense area, and um, it had been a while since I'd had a booster, and you know, you just want to go out, try uh, new food, small restaurants. Just it, yeah, wasn't too protected at all, but we had fun.
2: Was there were there many people wearing masks in China, or they sort of they have stopped that because Asia's quite big on mask wearing before COVID, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, there was actually like nothing anywhere, uh, so no masks at all. Um, which was great. So they're, I think, at a stage coming out of COVID, probably what we were about a year ago. Um, Yeah, maybe what Europe was 18 months ago.
1: Just for the listeners, like we we were just talking before we press record, you're uh, like recovering from COVID. You said your heart rate is slightly elevated at the moment. You run 10K and you said you kept your heart rate at 140. What pace are you running
3: for that? Um, Today was about 4.30s. Um, which isn't too far off normal. I could probably usually run about the loop I did this afternoon in probably close to four-minute Ks. Um, It's about 30 seconds off, which is somewhat significant.
2: Have you had COVID before?
3: I actually haven't. I've dodged it. Yeah, I've done pretty well till now.
2: You've done well. I've still come across people. like I work in the medical industry, and I've come across a lot of doctors and nurses and medical staff that uh, haven't had COVID as well yeah wow. yeah yep. interesting
1: not that they know of they probably have oh uh,
2: yeah that's it okay. no one's testing much anymore unless you do a self-test but if you go i don't i think they've stopped if you want to test to see if you've got covid you have to pay for the pathology but uh, yeah. yeah giving up on testing for it now so you were at the university games the world is it the world university games what distance were you yes. running tim
3: the half marathon
2: so the the half marathon they don't have at the olympics or at the world championships of athletics do they
3: no so it's just the um the full marathon that's the olympic event and the world championship event there's um separate world championships for the half marathon um and it is the event that they choose at the university games probably just because of the age demographic um but yeah it's not an olympic event
1: Good to see it as a, uh, like at the Olympics or the CON Games. It's such a great distance, a great race to watch too.
3: Yeah, I reckon um, this is my opinion. I'd love to see like a cross country. I reckon that like a um, world champs or an Olympics because we've got the marathon covered. There's a 10 on track or even um, even if they got rid of the 10 on track and threw in something like a 10 or 12K cross country, I reckon that'd cover all bases quite well, similar to like the um, mountain biking or cycle cross, yeah. open water swimming. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be something I'd like to watch anyway.
2: They are actually talking about it, aren't they? Trying to get it in for the twenty thirty two yeah. Olympics here in Brisbane because trail running is so big in Australia yeah. that they're looking at you know because there is the um, you've got. So I've just reading in the Athletics Weekly, which is a UK magazine that my sister in law is one of the like writers for. They have the world mountain and trail running uh championships. And um it's like, well, what distance do we do? Do we do like a 20k trail race or 15k trail race? Which is a bit like a cross country, but it's it's a bit different across because cross country, cross country is usually fairly flat when you see it at the worlds and stuff. But at the Olympics, I think it would be be really good to to watch, you know, like whether it was a, a looped course or an out and back um. Style thing, but yeah, I definitely um, think there would be def- people wanting to go and be good viewing, especially like a, even a half marathon on the road at the Olympics because it would be so fast, you know. It's um, it'd be definitely good to watch.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that. The only problem I think they have with the half marathon is just diluting the field of the marathon, um, because obviously people just probably wouldn't be able to do both, and then it therefore just takes probably a little bit away from one or the other, just dilutes the field. So that's, I guess, their main problem. They need to, or they're trying to find something that won't dilute the field from too much else, which is a real challenge.
1: Tim, I run with, um, I think he's either your uncle or your cousin, Matt Flannery.
3: Yeah, my cousin, Matt,
1: yeah. Your cousin, yeah. Um, Yeah, great bloke. So he's actually told me some sort of inside goss on you. He said you're actually a twin, which
3: not many people know about. Yeah, yeah, I'm a twin. Yeah,
1: so is it a twin brother or a twin sister?
3: I got a twin sister, and she lives up in Bundaberg with um with her partner, and she's a physiotherapist. So yeah, she's a pretty handy runner herself. Um, does more trail running and stuff now. I think she did her first. I'm probably going to get this wrong. It was either a thirty k or a marathon. I think this year on trail. So yeah, she's. Working hard at the trail stuff and having fun with her running.
1: Yeah, he said she's, uh, she's, yeah, like you said, really a really good runner. And, um, also at some point, you were an elite level soccer player. Is that true?
3: Oh, yeah, some point, I, I, with a grain of salt, like I was 14. So, like, you can call it elite if you want at 14 years old, but obviously, to get, you know, to the top of that sport, there's 10 plus more years to come after that. So, I was playing top level at, that age um and was kind of juggling running at the same time
2: so many people get into are good at soccer and running like um my my younger brother's eldest boy is good at athletics and soccer and then my older brother um spencer was he was really good at soccer and around in his teenage younger and teenage years and athletics and he had to choose between sort of one and the other um I don't know if he regrets not having chose the the football because uh, if he'd had the same talent and me only got through if he had that with the soccer as he did with his running then um you know because you only you need eleven players on each team so you got eleven you know ten more chances to sort of get in yep. one of the top yep. teams he would have made a lot more money <laughs> football than uh, your running still, career
3: if there's one thing I could have like told myself looking back on it or if and this is probably a little bit naive, or tell any footballer pretty much. It's just like if footballers applied themselves, oh, sorry, if Australian footballers applied themselves the way that elite distance runners don't do, I think we'd be a lot better at football or would at least have a lot fitter footballers, which obviously helps with the skill element and vice versa going forward. But once again, it's pretty easy me sitting on the sidelines saying that. But hindsight's a wonderful thing. And uh I think, yeah, our team sport, or football in particular, could go a long way uh, with a bit more individual practice from each of the uh, athletes at an elite level.
1: Uh, He's also asked me, why don't you do more park runs? He said he thinks (laughs) you've only done about seven all up.
3: Yeah, so I I was thinking about that like the other day. I love park run. I just never get there, even though there's one two minutes from my house. So I train Saturday mornings, um, and that's – pretty much non-negotiable. And this year, since starting full-time, I even work every second Saturday morning. So I uh, every second Saturday, I definitely won't be there. And then every other Saturday, I've got a workout to do. And as I said, yeah, it's it's just a non-negotiable with my coach. So it's kind of like a commitment. Like I'll be down at training. Um, I'll be doing the squad session, whatever that is. Yeah, I'd, you just won't have be doing a park run. Sadly, but it is good fun, and I do believe and agree with the initiative.
2: Who's your coach, by the way?
3: I'm Jackson Elliott of Gold Coast Runco, so down the Gold Coast.
1: Oh, so you're on the Gold Coast, not in Brisbane.
3: I live in Brisbane, yeah. So yeah, yeah, during yeah. yeah, during my uni days, I was able to get down a fair bit, um, you know, when life's a bit more flexible and you can just bum around and do what you want at uni. Uh, now I try and get down every fortnight or so, um, on a Saturday if I can um, and most of my trainings correspondence and by myself better with yeah. a group eh? absolutely it's, it's pretty rough um, solo but you know you do what you got to do and in the future and looking forward to next year I'm hoping to try and get a few more Saturdays down with the group
1: tracking back to 2015 I've been doing some research on you on the on the internet 2015 you competed at the World mountain running champs as a junior. How old would you yeah. have been then?
3: 2015? I would have been seventeen. So I was year twelve. I remember that. That was in Wales.
1: Yeah, it doesn't actually say where it was, but so it was 2015. Yeah. 2017, 2018, 2022. Like, yeah, you know, you've represented Australia a number of times. Like with the world mountain running stuff, it is Is that like something that you were trying to focus on at the time or were you just a really good cross-country runner and got selected?
3: Yeah, so um, my strength back in school, like pretty much all I was doing was cross-country running. So I didn't really enjoy track and field, wasn't very good at it. And rather than trying to get better at track and field, I kind of just had more fun going for trail runs and doing mountain stuff. Um, And my coach at the time was pretty heavily into that. Um, so yeah, I found out about, I think at the time, the Australian mountain running champs and it was at Bellberg Grove, um, just near Nebo. So oh, I yeah. just got a shot. I think, what was I 17? It was under twenties and I actually, uh, had a win and got to go to the worlds and that was in Wales. And that kind of started off a few years of me pursuing mountain races. Yeah.
1: So I'll, I'll just go through your personal bests. Cause I've got a couple of questions about them. 1500, you've run 349.56. Uh, 3000 meters is 829. 5000 meters is 1349. Are these all accurate so
3: far? Uh, they're accurate by what I've run, but yeah, uh, the 3K is a bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> 829,
1: yeah, where you run much quicker.
3: I, I think I've closed half marathons quicker. <laughs> Shit.
1: <laughs> okay, and then the ten k is uh, twenty eight fifty nine and uh, half marathon is sixty three seventeen. full marathon is two seventeen seventeen. and then you've got another half marathon here. It says sixty one forty three with an asterisk next to it. what what's that? It says not legal. What does that mean?
3: So that was a race I did in Rome, so it was a half marathon. Um, so the distance is certified. The reason it has that not legal asterisk next to it. So there's a rule from World Athletics. The race exceeds, I think Boston's the same. So point A to B or start finish is uh, larger than 50% of the race distance. So another example here is like city to bay in Adelaide. So if you start in the city centre, then you run out to the coast in a straight line, that's actually not a legal course. So you can still get a time and a point score like I did for that race but you're not eligible to break any records. Um, yeah, and on that day, so it is a fair bit faster than my PBs. I did have a tailwind, so that's pretty much the reason why. Because you can get massive tailwinds, yeah, stuff like that. So you can get an advantage. Hence, why they'll still acknowledge your result, but you can't uh, can't break records with it.
2: I'm just explain that again. The start and finish have to be
3: within 50% of the race distance. I believe that's the exact rule. So I've for been, the marathon, okay. yeah, so they just do a percentage because there's obviously,
2: like, different,
3: oh. so many yeah, different uh, wind,
2: distances. You yeah. could have it wind-assisted?
3: Wind yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So there's, like, oh if for God. example, there's, like, uh, I know there's, like, a famous 20K race in Paris, um, whereas, like, the normal distance is half marathon. So they don't say within, like, 10K. So they just keep it fair and say within 50%. Oh. So that way it's just a blanket rule for everyone.
2: And who are you sponsored by? Because I can see an infinite nutrition bottle next yeah, to it.
3: That's- um, so they hooked me up actually with all my nutrition um, products and stuff, started helping me out um, right after Gold Coast. I've been using their repair product for a fair bit. So I actually just got straight back in the door from a run and I'm getting down one of their protein shakes now.
2: And kitten shoes, are you, have you managed to secure any... Um-
3: Nothing yet. Got a few things, um, hopefully coming in the near future. Um, yeah, been talking to a few companies and things like that. Um, but yeah, primarily just, um, yeah, working with companies that I feel closely with, if that makes any sense. Like you want to get on well with the people, like not just, um, use it for like free shoes and stuff like that. Cause like work or any other kind of like professional relationship, it's gotta be fun and enjoyable. Uh, both yeah. ways, so I'm kind of enjoying that process at the moment and getting to meet a few people and uh, going from there, yeah.
1: Your first marathon, was that the Gold Coast Marathon this year? Sure was, yes. And you're, you've – so you've debuted with a 2.17. Tell us about your experience of your first marathon.
3: Yeah, pretty, um, pretty stressful. I think the whole thing in, in the end, like it was a pretty – Big build up. I did about eight weeks. I know a lot of people do a fair bit more, but just even that volume of training on top of work and stuff, which I know is normal for pretty much everyone out there, yeah, it's 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 a lot of work, isn't it? So I was just ready to get to the race when the race actually rolled around. I definitely wasn't burnt out, but I was at the point where I was like, I don't care about this training anymore. Let me just have a go because um, I knew my first one was just going to be a bit of a like. You do what you can, but there's so many variables. Um, on actual race day, I thought I executed pretty well given the groups available. I was hoping to run with about a 2.15 group, which wasn't actually there, and there was nothing ahead till a 2.10 group. Um, so I was lucky in the sense that I had Kieran Perkins, the Cox boys from Adelaide. Um, there was a Japanese fellow there who was very productive as well with us, and I think I'm leaving someone else. Else out. but anyway we we're in an, about a 217 group um, for most of it with Riley, Cox and I doing a lot of the work on the front and we worked pretty cohesively till about 35k which is you know all you can really ask and last 8k is always going to get a bit grim anyway and I thought I stuck that out somewhat well. So yeah, overall decent experience. Um, I was just happy to come out of it with somewhat a positive experience as opposed to finishing in a gutter, hating the race.
1: No cramps or anything? No problems?
3: Nah, nah. I think, if anything, I probably didn't push it hard enough, but you don't know these things until you do them. Yeah, I did. Last thing, I've so many people tell me before the race that the last thing you want to do on your first one is to, you know, not finish or have a terrible experience. That was in the forefront
2: of my mind the whole time. Tim, did you start with the elites and everything? Did you get up there?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I was I was up there with a, what do they call it? A seated start, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I was seated well, oh, you know, I think I think I was seated 20th or something. No 14th. I don't know. Somewhere around
2: there. Yeah. And and looking at that, just just to sort of reminiscing on that, uh, is it something you're gonna you will eventually step up to your thing, or are you just gonna sit to just do a few more halves and keep that cranking along
3: yeah yeah so that um i've actually running kobe marathon in november so i was lucky enough winning the queensland championships at gold coast um qualified the first male and female from queensland to go run kobe which is all covered so i think in my marathon development i'd be kind of mad to pass up that opportunity it's I don't think it's like up there with your Berlins and stuff like that, which is kind of perfect for me because I'm like given from that result, I'm not ready to go run a Berlin or a Chicago or anything like that. Like I need to go run another marathon, uh, try and chop off a little bit more time, be a bit more competitive, probably put myself out there a little more. Um, So I think it'd be a great opportunity to learn a bit more and uh, yeah, get another marathon within me. But I also don't Really want to run another one after that for
1: a while. Yep, yeah. well, I hate to bring it back to uh, we always end up talking about tie boxing because me and Nathan were tie but box- yeah. we were like fighters for for quite a while. And yeah. um, but I totally get what you say with the like prep because training for a fight they always say you should have six weeks. But by the end of four weeks, I, I was always just like, "Oh man, I've had enough of training. Like,
3: yeah, let's yeah.
1: just get to the actual show and get the and get the fight done." Like, it's almost too much. You're so sick of yeah. driving to the to the gym, and yeah,
2: it's I a lot of totally nerves as well because you. you think about the fight, aren't you? You're thinking about your opponent. You're thinking, "I wonder what he's doing." You get quite nervous about it, and the same with the race. You're like, "Oh, especially uh, like at your level." Where you you know we're we're just uh, weekend warriors, um, but but yourself you're sort of in the elites there, and um, you know like it's you, you obviously you want to do well, and you're thinking oh and you probably you end up putting a lot more pressure on yourself I think than uh, you probably need would need to, and that all adds all yeah. that adds up to the whole thing, and then you're like oh I don't want to get injured, and am I eating the right food and etc everything else.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I did find it a lot harder, like all of that stuff in take a week this time for the marathon because you're going in without that usual confidence of I've done this before or I've got this experience that helps me get over this feeling. Um, You can apply everything you've learned before, so that's a positive, but at the end of the day, you've always got that thought in the back of your head, I've never done this before, and uh, you don't have an answer to a lot of those thoughts you can always deflect them reinforce but that was a big thing for me at goal because like i always had that in the back of my mind like how am i gonna go like over uh 30k yeah
1: so when you're actually running uh or you're, you're training preparing for a big event like that how much like do you stress out about thinking about if you don't perform you might not get the sponsorship deal or you might let a company down like does that come into your thought process much
3: um not really too much i like if i ever have those thoughts it's might be out jogging and i'd pretty quickly get rid of them from my head because i see it like two ways you can look at it that way or you can come from it the other way and ask yourself think about the opportunities you could uh offer yourself with a good run so i try and literally with those thoughts flip them the one the 180, because there is there is always a 180 with those thoughts. Rather than coming at it from like a a scared approach or a yeah yeah or a fear of not performing to your, your high standards that we or the standards that we set ourselves, I come from it the other way and think you know yeah if I hit this standard you know this might set me up for this in a year's time or eighteen months time because at the end of the day whether we say it or not we're all thinking eighteen months uh to two years down the track and. You're only ever really one good run away from setting yourself up for about two years.
1: It's so interesting because when we have interviewed like elite runners, you know, Olympians or or whatever, they there's like a slight difference in mindset to the average person. And just hearing you say that, then you realise that you guys think differently to most. Like most people would just get bogged down in all that negative thinking, but the done a choice though, yeah. yeah the elite mindset is just, it's just different.
3: Yeah, So you got to like with that stuff, I find, cause like, and it's only experience, it's like all my own personal learning. So for example, you'd, you'd probably ask this to uh, so many other people and they might have a different uh, response. But for me personally, I know I can get very bogged down on those thoughts. So um, when I have them, I know that it's crucial for me to keep the mind moving, um, but in a positive way. So you just get rid of it, think about something else and almost something more positive and reassuring. Um, whereas other athletes might not get too bogged down by that. They go, Oh, there's a race in two weeks. Like, I'll just run better there, um, each yes, to their own. True.
1: Should we talk about your uh, your recent run in China? Oh, let's do it. The world. That, so that was another World University Games half yeah. marathon. Yes. I watched the live stream, but they didn't show too much of you on the live stream. It was, yeah,
3: that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't that good the live stream, but
0: yeah, how did it All
1: go? My
3: race, yeah, not good. Um, but I'm very happy to talk about it. One of my biggest things is like accountability. So, like, obviously, straight after the race, like, first thing I did was I like put a thing on my Instagram to let people know how I went, mainly for people closest to me, but also, like, my biggest things, accountability. So, like, if I'm going to put up a post the day before and say, you know, please tune in, please watch the stream, cheer me along, whether I come first or last, I, you know, I'm going to let people know because I don't want people thinking I'm a guy that's just going to, you know, only be there when it looks good because there is an ugly side to the sport too and that was last week. So, yeah, anyway, I got 23rd out of, I don't know, maybe 30 guys and ran – One hour, seven minutes, 59 seconds for a course that was about 200 metres short of 21K. so so you've run way quicker. Yeah, yeah. It was, don't get me wrong, it was probably 35 degrees and 80% humidity, like absolutely grueling. I just couldn't, you just couldn't run. Uh, Like, so hard to describe the sensation. So I found it hard to, uh, like, breathe, basically. Like, it was all... Uh, respiration basically there was not enough no real lactate or accumulation in my legs it was just this feeling of not getting any purchase out of the oxygen I just couldn't do anything.
2: The altitude there you're at John. You
3: know? uh, uh five hundred meters. So mm-hmm. insignificant.
2: Yeah.
1: At what stage did you start to struggle?
3: Probably 10K. So the way the race played out, we went out everyone went out very cautiously. We went out in like three ten, which for like if we did that back home, that is seriously like walking for the start of a half marathon. But it didn't feel quite that bad because of um, because of the conditions and everything. So we felt like it was a not honest, but like it was a pretty solid pace, you know, to get the race going. I think it was three tens for pretty much the first ten k. I was on the front, I think, for a lot of that didn't I made sure like I was so I was setting the pace I think because I was on the front for a lot of it I was running a pace what I felt comfortable and what I told myself I can hold this for 21k and when we get to 15k you know I I've got enough energy to make a move so that's what I was thinking to myself um at about 10k my heart rate just spiked and there's just nothing you can do to get it down um once I realized It had spiked. There was a move made by a few of the Ugandans, which I did really well. Like, I just didn't panic. And, it, um, you know, I was like, this obviously isn't good, but if I just slow down or hold my pace a little bit here, if I can get my heart rate back down, you're still on for, like, 10th 10th to 15th, which is, like, a pretty honourable run. Like, I I would have copped that. And once again, maybe it's just being a little bit... (laughs) naive but in those situations you've got to be positive like that like even when you are kind of battling you've got to be thinking righto like I can I can I can still get 10th here like you know real really knuckle down here you can fight your way to 15th so I was, I was thinking like that the whole time and I did throw everything at it just nothing my went my way and I uh, had a stitch about 14k um, which I think I'm putting down to just a really high respiration rate and battled that for pretty much the whole way back home and once again I was just happy to stick that out because I think I've pulled out of a sunny coast half marathon before for that same stitch um and I couldn't stick it out that day so just to even get it done I don't think most people would see on the stream how much of a battle it was just to finish so I was happy at least to do that
1: good on you for finishing but when you say your heart rate spiked what did your what did it go up to
3: so for me, I think I had a look on my um Strava, it was about 185. Um, this is just so not near the end, this is just I think about the tenth kilometre. My threshold is 175. I can usually hold for my half marathons pretty somewhere around that 175 mark average for the full hour. I had a look back, so I was pretty much sitting at 180 for most of most of that first 20 minutes. So even though we were running three tens and it was really slow um, for what we usually do. And it actually didn't feel too bad in hindsight. Yeah. It probably was too quick. Um, And yeah, that one eighty-five for me, that's, that's red zone. I can't, I can't be there too long. Definitely not for an hour. You wonder whether you didn't have the start of COVID Mm -hmm. then. Potentially I like, and that's, that's what my kind mother said to me and I'm like, yeah, you know, like I could have, um, but I won't put it down to that. I've always – I have always do not want to make excuses for myself that aren't necessarily true or there. So I think there's other explanations. With even my lack of conditioning outside of Gold Coast a few weeks out, didn't get it through a whole heap of training. I did everything I could with the heat that was available to me. So I was running around in a hoodie here. I did – Eight days in China, so I know that's not ideal. But I still did eight days at thirty-five degrees, running at midday. Um, had ice vests, ice baths before the race. Like had had everything available to me that could have um made me do well. So I think the main factor at the end of the day is me. <laughs> yeah, just just
1: did just had a bad day. Yeah. Never mind. So mate, what's next? Any anything big on the horizon?
3: I'm sure yet I'll get the body right post COVID. That's the most important thing, and then hopefully look forward to something like um, Bridge to Brisbane in October. What what's that? October fifteenth, and COVID and marathon in November. I might do a few um, road races in and amongst the next few months, but I'm kind of just letting myself recover uh, from COVID first, probably for the next few weeks.
1: Smart move. Let your heart rate get back to normal.
3: Yeah, yeah, which hopefully won't take too long, but I've got no experience with this COVID thing, so we'll see how it goes.
1: I think when I had it, it took a probably two weeks to sort of return yeah. to normal, but I just was yeah. jogging. I didn't do anything stressful yeah, seems yeah. to hang around for some people.
2: I think I'd, I took, like, literally I did, like, nearly two weeks, didn't run at all, didn't I? I did what they sort of recommend Um and just – because I was – I, the worst thing for me was the headache. Um, yeah. but then I just went, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to rest it. And I think I went like maybe 12 days without, without running, but um, I didn't want to take one step forward and two steps backwards, you know. And um, I know my heart rate was high still, but it didn't take long to, to come back down. So fingers crossed for you, Tim, that yeah. the yeah, same happens. Yeah.
1: You'll recover really quickly. I guarantee you. In- in the shape that you're in, won't knock you around. Before you, uh, before you go, before we let you go, um, what's an average week of training for you like? Kilometers, the amount of kilometers, and what sort of sessions are you doing?
3: Um, an average week for me is probably anywhere from one sixty to one eighty kilometers in total. Um, I'll do three sessions a week, so Tuesday's probably usually my shortest. Um, workout. I'll do a look workout. Um, so I'll alternate anywhere from I think like one minute up to three minute reps or monofartlek. Like they're some of our common ones. Maybe eight by two minutes with one minute float. That's Tuesday. Um, what, sorry,
1: what's your float pace right. at? This
3: will be fun. Um, yeah. Once again, so let's just go. I think I'll I'll use a mona because that's a pretty common one. Um, I think so. When I'm really moving well, my floats I can do like three tens and my ons will be like well sub three minutes. I haven't done that for a while, but yeah, probably three tens if I'm moving well. Wow. Yeah, fine. Yeah, sorry, yeah. keep going. I
1: was just interested no, to wrong. know what your like that's kind right. of recovery paces.
3: Yeah. I find, um, with that mona, if anyone's looking to improve their monas, you know you're moving well if you can hold pretty much your threshold pace for your recoveries, because it's only twenty minutes and it's quite intense. You're gonna obviously accumulate lactate anyway. Um, yeah, if you can hold your threshold for your recoveries, that's a that's pretty good going. Yeah. Alright. So Thursday, um, I'll either have so this year it's been currently a marathon session. Um, which could be, I think, the biggest ones I got up to were like three by five. Sorry, not three by five. I did five by five k with one k jog. Um, I did a three by ten k. Um, yeah, anywhere between twenty and thirty k worth of reps um, at marathon pace with a kilometer or so in between at three minutes forty. Um, so I'd usually test my race nutrition as well um during these so i'd uh, kindly have mum and dad on the bike and i'd treat like mixed up bottles and stuff so that's where i practiced all of that and then saturday i'd either have more reps or a threshold or kind of just changed a bit this year depending on how i was feeling
1: 160 to 180k a week yeah slow running in that too I like just jog. yes
3: yeah most i'd say Eighty percent of my week is just slow jogging, so like I think seventy minutes is pretty standard, um, and then I'll go longer on,
2: uh, longer on a Sunday. Let me ask, what's your favourite race shoe?
3: Oh, interesting one. Um, the Alpha Fly, but the first model. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that shoe. They don't seem to make them, or they're hard to come by. I've just had some like really good experiences and really good races in them. And I just feel really nice. I raced in the twos in China. Wasn't as much of a fan. Um, mm. Got my feet got absolutely lacerated as well. Like I've got some shopping blisters and lost right. some nails from the twos. So did my mate. So they've done something to the twos. Uh, Definitely.
1: Definitely. Agree yeah. with you. They're, they're different. Yeah, something's mate.
3: happened. Yeah. They're
1: not as bouncy and they're very hard <laughs> internally. Like everything's really sharp yeah. inside the shoe.
3: So I was talking to Andy Buchanan um, the day before Gold Coast Marathon at the Race Hotel. So he was pacing the 210 group. I think Andy's run 210 in Hamburg. Anyway, very good runner. He's He was having the same conversation to me because um, he saw me doing a pe- uh, training session in my ones and he pretty much told me just don't ever do that again until the threes come out because I hadn't run in the twos at this point. And he's like the twos, you know, like you got to save your ones. You've got, I've got two yeah. pairs of ones. He's like, you can't be doing your workouts in them. I'm like, oh, thanks, Andy. And I see his point a lot more now, um, and I'll probably use the twos for training, assuming my feet can cope
2: with it. I've heard them talking on the um, Inside Running podcast about the Vaporflies as well. They, uh, one guy bought one of them bought the twos instead of waiting like a couple of weeks for the threes and you wish he'd waited for the threes because they reckon it's a completely different shoe. It's really good. But the twos is just, yeah, I've got the twos I find them quite stiff and they really hurt your calves.
3: Yeah. I've heard really good things about the threes. Um, I've been thinking about getting a pair myself. I think I train in the twos at the moment and I really like the ones. So the ones they obviously don't make anymore, but I've, I had some really good experiences with the ones. I can't put it down to anything. I've looked at both the shoes side by side and I don't have an answer, but the ones just feel so good. Um, and the threes are good. And supposedly the Alpha 3 next January or next February is meant to be pretty good. So Brett's worn them at London this year. I think if uh, a lot of the major marathons, you'll see the elite fields wearing the Alpha 3s. So that's what's coming out
1: um, early next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, like I had the Kipchoge replicas, the, the, which I think is a version one alpha fly. Well, we yeah. definitely would be sorry. Cause it was the the first time that anyone had worn them, but they were just unreal. Like just the best pair of shoes I've ever had. But I also yeah. had a pair of the vapor flies. I think they were called the and They were like a green and sort of
3: orangey colour. And man, with the black pattern on top? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just
1: unreal. And I've just not been able to get a pair of vapors to feel the same way since I reckon I've
3: done something and never told anyone. I've had this like this is such a conspiracy theory and I joke about it with my training mates and they all tell me I'm crazy. But I had this theory. Because I've I've gone and you're probably the same we've all gone through that many pairs of them now. I'm just they just don't feel the same. Maybe we've adapted to the sensation. Who knows? But uh I reckon there might be some sort of change that's subtle enough that they don't need it to tell the consumer. Yeah. I reckon it's different foam. That's my theory. We're all conspiracy theorists now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just reckon it's not as um spongy the foam. Like it Yeah even when you put them on in the shop, you like sort of hop up and down. He's like, no, nah, it's definitely not good.
3: Yeah. But yeah, yeah like running running still feels hard. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Have you tried any of the, of the other brands,
3: like any of the other yeah. super
1: shoes, yeah. like any others yeah, that so compare in your opinion?
3: I've tried the, um, ASICS, uh, Metaspeed Sky Plus. So they're pretty good. I really like them. Um, they push you like really neutral, so I pronate a fair bit so I enjoy them because they make me feel really efficient and really smooth like, and straight. The only thing I don't like about them, because I tend to do half marathons and moving up to marathon, I just want a bit more shoe. They're really good um, for like if I want to do like a Noosa bolt or something, that would be my go-to shoe. And I know all the Asis guys run their marathons and stuff in them and they run very fast and very well. So it's obviously not a shoe problem, but my personal preference, I just like a bit more oomph behind that shoe. It's, it feels a bit trim compared coming from an Alpha Fly. Um, the Adidas Adi Zero, I've worn the second version anyway. So they're up to a three now. The yep. Adi Zero Pro, the three looks awesome. I've raced in the two, um, ran really well, loved it. The rods just kind of hurt my feet, and I think that's only because I haven't done much running with the rods that my feet haven't, you know, kind of adjusted to moving that way as opposed to having a plate because with the plate, um, the force is kind of interspread a little bit between your toes, whereas when you've got the rods, it's, you know, a lot more force is coming directly through those points, or sorry, the same force is coming only through five points. So I did get a little bit sore in the feet, but nonetheless, I ran well, felt good. The only other one I've tried is the Ciccone Endorphin, um, and I really enjoyed that. The energy return felt really good out of that shoe.
2: I've got the Adidas, uh, Adios 3, uh, Tim, and uh, I did the I did uh, the Brisbane Marathon, the Gold Coast Marathon, and I've just done the Sunny Coast Half in those, yeah, the... I love them. Uh, when you the faster you're running them, the, the sort of the more sort of return you seem to get. Yeah, so I um, I probably couldn't complain too much about them. They are um, they are quite light, but the uppers are a bit take a bit of getting used to because they feel quite plasticky. We talked about this on the last podcast, uh, the way that the weave is. But I actually, yeah, I, I um, the three I definitely think is a significant improvement on the two. So I've sort of seen and read and watched on YouTube. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with them. I'd, I'd rather run in those than the Alpha Flow 2s. Yeah. For yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks heaps for joining us, Tim. We'll, we'll let you get, get your uh, COVID protocol started.
3: <laughs> no, that's all right. Thanks very much for having me on. I really enjoyed it, and it's always good to chat everything running and anything else that comes to mind. I'm always keen for a chat.
1: Good luck with all your upcoming races we'll be watching.
3: Yeah. Thanks
1: very much,
2: Cheers. Steve and Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, no thank worries, you. Too easy. Thanks, Tim. All the all the Have best for future evening. and we'll um, we'll touch base with you again in the in the future and we'll uh hopefully catch up with you in person at some point soon.
3: Absolutely. Thanks very much. Have a good evening.
0: And no messages can't breathe. Close your eyes, leave for your troubles. Sometimes our minds play these tricks on us Sometimes we find that our minds, they climb higher And they should climb on our imagination contemplation, hesitating on exploiting My mind, we should find in time Our minds, they will shine with the wonder shine You can put a time on my you Purple elephants, A twisted intelligence Extension on tolerance Dimension on blindness In my mind Stop, rewind Now what the fuck did you find Ain't nothing in here but why Subliminal I can't breathe I can't breathe Close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind, 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 mind.